Hello, 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 and welcome to More Than Money, a podcast where we have nuanced conversations about money, business, and life, where we explore the intersections of the psychology, emotions, and math of money, because these elements impact your results and your experience with money. I'm your host, Jaquette Timmons. And before we get into today's episode, I wanted to take a moment and remind you about the pricing masterclass that I am hosting on December 10th. If you are a service-based entrepreneur or small business owner, and you want to price more confidently, strategically, and profitably, I hope you will join us. I am going to be sharing with you a framework that I created to help tackle pricing from three sides, the financial, the emotional, and the personal. I call it pricing made human because we dive into four key relationships, your relationship with money, with yourself, with your business, and with your people. That is your clients, your customers, and your prospects because all of those have an impact on the price that you charge and how you go about doing that. So to learn more and to RSVP, you can go to jacquettetimmons.com forward slash pricing dash masterclass. Again, jacquettetimmons.com forward slash pricing dash masterclass. Now to today's show. I want to talk about what do babies, businesses, and money have in common? I know it's a really weird question, but bear with me for a moment. I read a lot, (laughs) although admittedly this year I have started more books than I actually completed. I'm going to just blame it on 2020, but I read a lot and I think that reading a lot is what helps to make me a better writer. And I have been an avid podcast listener long before I started hosting one. But I think by listening to a lot of podcasts, it's really what is helping me to find my groove within this medium. And I'm sharing this because this episode is inspired by another podcast. And it is a podcast that I listened to over the holiday weekend, and it it was a replay of the Ezra Klein show. And it was his conversation called The Best of Alison Gopnik Changed How I Think About Love. Now, when you listen to it, on the surface, the episode is about parenting. Dig a little deeper And what unfolds is a wonderful story about love and measuring the invisible impact of caring through the lenses of relationships, connections, ecosystems, as well as the tension between trade-offs and utopia and the power of community, all of which are explored through their discussion of differing approaches to parenting, which are all anchored in Professor Gopnik's study of child development and a particular book of hers called The Gardener and the Carpenter, what the new science of child development tells us about the relationship between parents and children. 
It's a long episode, but it is well worth a listen, especially if you want a more eloquent description of the gardener and the carpenter than the interpretation that I am about to share with you. Uh, So here goes my interpretation. Parents that are gardeners embrace that they don't have complete control of who their child is or who he or she will become. They focus more on creating a safe space for their child or for their children to discover and flourish into themselves. Whereas parents that are more carpenter-like in their parenting approach try to mold their children to bring about a particular outcome usually in the form of creating a mini version of themselves or the person they didn't get a chance to become. Again, my interpretation. But if you visualize a gardener at work and visualize a carpenter at work, you can see the point that Professor Gopnik's analogy is looking to make, especially as regards power dynamics and relationships. One of my many takeaways from their conversation was not that outcomes only matter to the carpenter and not to the gardener, more like the process of getting to an outcome as well as one's relationship with the process is significantly different. Now, on a personal note, (laughs) I listened and I immediately recognized my mother's parenting style as a gardener. So lucky me. And so, yes, that's a little bit of my judgment coming through. However, I also listened and could not help but see all sorts of parallels when it comes to money and business. And that's why we're doing this episode today. So let me share with you a few of the parallels that I see. The first one, parenting. Now look, I am not a parent, (laughs) but from conversations with parents, it seems pretty clear to me that parenting is just as much a personal growth experience for the parents as it is for the child or the children that they are raising. And that that parenting experience prompts a slew of philosophical, what's the meaning of dot, dot, dot types of questions. And in my direct experience, as well as from what I've observed, the same is true when it comes to business and money. The questions you have, the problems you're trying to solve, the desires that you're looking to fulfill, all are invitations to understand the world around you a little bit better, your particular role in it a little bit better, and to help you as you wrestle with the gap between what is and what it is that you want. So that's the first parallel that I saw. Here's another, relationships and connection. One of the things I remind people of all the time, and you have heard me mention it here on this podcast if you've listened to more than one episode, and that is that you have a relationship with money. And not only that, it's a relationship that evolves, as all healthy relationships do. And as I've said before, the relationship, you, the relationship that you have with money today hopefully looks different than it did five years ago. And if you adapt based on the lessons that you are currently learning, it will look differently still years into the future. 
well, <laughs> sounds pretty similar to the parent-child dynamic to me, right? As a child grows from a newborn to an infant, to a toddler, to a preschooler, to being school age, to then being an adolescent, to a young adult, and then to an adult, their needs and their wants change. And so does the dynamic of the relationship. And while the, the dynamic of the relationship changes, the overarching role of the parent doesn't change, but what does change is the specifics of their role during each stage. And to me, managing these shifts, the shifts in the roles, if you will, that's all about connection. And the challenge to me and the, the philosophical question that it begs, in my opinion, is as the relationship evolves and your role as a parent changes, how do you ensure that you maintain that connection? Or, you know, how do you ensure that you even have an opportunity to deepen that connection as the things that you need to do, you, you need to embrace, and that you need to accept change? From my perspective, this is very similar when it comes to you and money. And likewise, when it comes to you and your business, if you're listening as an entrepreneur, a small business owner, how you need to show up for your money and your business today most likely looks different than what was required of you in the past and what will be of you in the future. Now, here's the third parallel that I saw. It's all about ecosystems. And, you know, a really simplistic definition of an ecosystem is that it's all about interacting and interconnected systems. To me, we've got financial systems, we've got business systems. And it's probably why I naturally was drawn to Professor Gopnik's description of the gardener. And just think about what makes a good farmer or gardener, even if you've never gardened before, and even if you've never been on a farm, I think you can relate to it. One of the things that they all do, right, they rotate. They rotate their crops or, you know, if they've got a farm and it's their animals, they rotate where those animals graze. And they do that because it is a way of helping to keep the soil healthy. And it's also a good pest control measure. Another thing that they do is they recognize their role in the whole process, right? They recognize that their role in having a healthy animal or having a healthy vegetable crop or a fruit crop is not just dependent on them, right? <laughs> it's not about them only. It is about them in the context of everything else. So again, from a power dynamic, they're not the only entity that has an effect on the outcome. And then another thing that I, when I think about what makes a good farmer or a good gardener is that they respect nature and they respect how nature works. And they realize that not every seed that they will plant will grow. So not every investment decision will have you, you know, shooting it out of the park. Not every goal, you know, financial goal that you have, not everyone will you hit or hit to the extent that you want. They recognize the nature of things. And so they recognize that and they respect that. And they also prepare for the fact that sometimes the best plans that they make will go awry. And so 
I listened to it and, and I'm thinking, oh my goodness, everything that is associated with farming and gardening reminds me of what it takes to be successful with money and business. And it's why I am such an advocate of operating with frameworks. I tell my coaching clients this all the time. I talk about this in almost every speaking engagement to some degree, and I drop as many framework nuggets here as possible. And the reason that I do that is because frameworks or working within an ecosystem help you to more easily adapt when your landscape changes. Your ecosystem, whether you recognize it or not, whether you actually are even aware of what it even looks like for you, that is what has enabled you to survive and maybe even and hopefully thrive in the year that is the surprise year of 2020. You know, frameworks give you flexibility when you need it most. Frameworks help you to make decisions that are based on facts at the moment, not facts that you wish were <laughs> or as you would like them to be instead. Frameworks help you to reassess the risks that you are facing versus the ones that you thought you would encounter. And as well, they help you to define or maybe even the need to redefine what does failure look like? And hopefully it, it helps you to be less afraid of, in fact, failing. I listened to the conversation with Ezra and Professor Gopnik and was just really reminded about something that I'm about to say that I may take some heat for, and that is that I don't think you can have it all. And their conversation was reaffirming in this regard because it highlighted how trade-offs best the notion of utopia every single time, at least in the world that I see. <laughs> Um, and also, the episode highlighted the shifting role of community when raising children. So while proximity to immediate family has changed significantly in recent generations, it hasn't diminished the power of nor the influence of community to help parents parent. And on both fronts, I believe the same is true when it comes to money and business. Number one, there's always a choice to be made and therefore a trade-off to come to terms with. And similarly, success is never a solo endeavor. You need your community to be able to experience and to sustain that success. So for me, the thing that babies, businesses, and money have in common Actually, it's not just one thing, but several. And it's several starting with the fact that they all thrive best when they are cared for. Babies thrive best when they are cared for. Businesses thrive best when they are cared for. Money thrives best when it is cared for. And part of that care is creating a nurturing environment, one that supports growth and allows you to adapt with ease, one that allows you to honor your curiosity and creativity, one that encourages, encourages you to, to pay attention to what's needed and how that has changed and likely will change. And on the off chance that you can't tell, my answer to the question that set the stage for today's episode is this. Be more like a gardener 
but with just enough carpenter to help you to remain focused when things go sideways because, you know, life. But I'm curious, when you reflect on how you relate to and manage your money, are you more like a gardener or a carpenter? Send me a DM on Instagram to let me know, and I look forward to hearing from you. Well, my friends, that is it for today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening all the way until the end. Again, if you want to join us for the upcoming Pricing Masterclass, it is on December 10th. You can learn more and RSVP by going to jacquettetimmons.com forward slash pricing dash masterclass. Sorry about that. JacquetteTimmons.com forward slash pricing dash masterclass. And if you'd like to show appreciation for this podcast or maybe even this episode, please leave a rating, a review, and or share it so that we can reach more people. And of course, if you'd like to buy me a coffee, here's how you can do that. Go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash Jacquette, buymeacoffee.com forward slash Jacquette. Tremendous thanks for tuning in to today's episode, and I do hope that you have a great rest of your day. Until next time, remember, it's about more than money.